0: But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax, and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
3: Hello
0: welcome to another Rahela Um Hey look, we're in Bath we're at the comedian. We're on tour um, this year, 2019, and probably for the rest of my life. Uh, go to richtown.com slash gigs you can find out if we're coming near to you. Plus, go to uk, and you can buy badges. You can get access to all our secret stuff behind the scenes. It's lots of fun. Go to stride.com. You can buy some DVDs and downloads and books. Let's sit back, relax, and enjoy this special episode of Rahela recorded at Bristol Slapstick Festival. Batteries.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage your host this evening, Richard Herring. Hello, hello again.
0: Uh, what a lovely! I've had a lovely day uh, in this theatre. If you've been here all day, you've seen W. C. Fields, you've seen the goodies, uh, you've seen Tim Vine. We're working our way forward into the future. After this, we're going to be showing you who's going to be famous in ten years' time. Uh, Is uh, we're going back ten years now to uh, the Inbetweeners, and we've got one of the cast and one of the creators uh, of the Inbetweeners with us. Unfortunately, uh, Ian Morris, uh, who was also going to be here, one of the other creators, is 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 hurt his foot in LA. (laughs) Who cares? It will turn up in some script in the future, as so we'll, fi- we'll find that it. It's all just about him, this, uh, the in betweenness I think, and stuff he's done. Uh, I think, and him and Damon. Um, will you please welcome uh, two people. One of them was best known as the assistant producer of two episodes of the 11 o'clock show. That's the oh, best he's done. And the other was Tom... From Straw Donkeys, apparently, even I'd forgotten I'd written that. Uh, <laughs> will you please welcome uh, Damon Beasley and Joe Thomas! <laughs> lovely, to hello. Hello. Oh, hello. lovely to see you. Hello, lovely to see you. Come in and sit down. Thanks. How are you doing, fellas? Good, thanks. You've got some me. beers? Yeah. Cause yeah. We're legends. yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. Be edgy late <laughs> night yeah, show. Yeah. Watch out. Uh, the, goodies, pints, the goodies. The goodies didn't, didn't have beers. So that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's been interesting. If they. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so ten years since the in between. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Fast. That's gone fast. It's one of those things. It's a sort of made up anniversary though, isn't it? Because. I always think of it as 10 years from when it went out the first... It's not like 10 years from the end of it, when it finished. No, that's true. So it feels like a bit of a cheat when we do that. But, you know, it is 10 years and we are a lot older. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And did
0: you think at the beginning it was... Did you have any inkling it would be the phenomena that it has become?
1: No. No. Well, you don't do anything, do you really? uh, Well, as I say, I I have done a previous podcast with you when I spoke about when I first met Damon Ian, who's not here because he's broken his foot, um, and I described them as, uh, I think, a pair of chumps. Yes. Which, um, and my line was very much, we really liked them, but we did not respect them. <laughs> um, so.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> he's just so oh, Yeah, right? I'm, uh, that's
3: my position.
0: Well, I knew I knew Ian for a lot a long time. I met Ian very very early on.
3: Yeah. Did you? Was that through Avalon?
0: Yeah. So yeah, he was those. like a, a beautiful young boy when I met him. Yeah, yeah. he really isn't he's, he had you know, two working feet and everything yeah well the first yeah. time
3: I ever saw Ian Morris yeah. laid eyes on him yeah. talking about my wife but the first time I ever saw him was in a sketch on the Frank Skinner show Right. so I was just watching at home and I remember I was with my guy a flatmate that, at the time and a good friend of mine and we quite we, it was his first series of the chat show Frank Skinners and we were big yeah. Skinner, Frank Skinner fans in, and we watched it and there's a sketch there was a there was an Essex MP, I can't remember, Jerry Hayes, I think it was, and there was some sort of scandal about yeah. him. It was kind of like a uh, closet gay scandal. And they did a sketch where Jerry Hayes sung to his young intern uh the song from Chess, uh, isn't it good? Oh, yeah. so good! And he, yeah. Isn't it madness? He can't be mad And Ian played the young intern, right. that Frank's cherry Hayes had an affair with. Yeah. And I thought he's got that, that guy's got something about him. <laughs> I'm going to really one day. I'm going to one write day a, I'm uh, in sitcom him. with him Yeah. So he's like a, he's embarrassingly into it. I would say, having watched that clip, <laughs> yeah. Really trying. He commits. So I think. I, yeah. I mean, I was quite. When I met him later on, I was like. Oh, you did that. I mean, that was, A, it's weird because you are just in the office. He's not an actor, so, like, no. it's a weird thing to do, like, to show your parents, <laughs> I would have thought. But, yeah, so that was the first time we lady, I ever laid eyes on oh, Ian Morris. That's interesting to know. And so what brought you, what brought you two together as
0: a, a partnership, of a creative partnership?
3: I think it's just, I think we were working on the 11 o'clock show together. Yeah. So it was, just, that, that show was on anyone who didn't, remember it or see it. It was on three times a night for about six weeks. It was a topical news show. And you kind of, you you know, you had to get in in the morning at about 6am and look at the newspapers and then record a show in the evening. It was all written that day, more or less. So we spent a lot of time together, putting those shows together. And they weren't particularly well received. (laughs) So there's a bit of a siege mentality when you work on a big show like that. That takes a lot of your time and effort. So, yeah, we spent a lot of time together there. And then I think we just ended up Working together, we, Ricky Gervais was on that show yeah. for a bit, so I remember working. Oh, that's you know, I remember being introduced to Ricky to make some VTS with him. For well, Thursday. it had an
0: amazing, you know, the amazing yeah. amount of people came out. But you two, Ricky, um Ali G, was obviously started in on.
3: Yeah, I mean, normally, yeah, they, that's the order they remember yeah. sort of <laughs> the <That's been. laughs> most.
0: You two, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <Yeah. You> <laughs> but yeah, you yeah, right. that's uh, Jimmy, Carr, I know, Jimmy Carr Jimmy Carr was on it. Yeah, on there. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who else, but there was obviously McKinley, Ali G, Mackenzie Crook. Yeah, yeah Mackenzie Crook did it. Yeah, Ian Lee and Daisy Donovan. Yeah. But I think that's one of those things that I think we spoke we spoke of earlier when we said about uh, you know a bit of lucks involved in anything, isn't it? In terms of you know how you get on in any industry, and I, we were very lucky to work with people who were particularly brilliant in their own field. So sure. even though you would never, I mean, with Sasha, yeah, you thought thought he's very you know, he's very intense in terms of what he wants to do with Ali G and he kind of knew it and, you know, he's, uh, whereas, he didn't see it so much with your face, (laughs) to be honest, (laughs) That was like, (laughs) seemed quite lazy, he's very funny, he seem quite lazy, but yeah, so, but you, you know, there's that osmosis and sort of, you know, you hope a bit of contamination from other brilliant people that you're working around, not that we're brilliant, but they were. And so what was
0: the, the in us? you just thought we're going to write a sitcom or?
3: Yeah, kind of, it was, Ian. So I, we were both producers and directors in in TV like that, like yeah. comedy, entertainment comedy, and we we ended up working at uh, Channel Four for a bit. So as um, commissioning executives, where we were just you know looking at new stuff for Channel Four, and Ian stayed a lot longer than me. I stayed there for about two years. I was working on E4, but he was there for for four years. But when he left, his boss Caroline Ledy, who used to run comedy at Channel Four, she'd said to him, "Look, you know, I think." You're very funny. I think the way you, you know, there's something about your voice and what you say and how you chat with your friends I think is really funny. Could you try, would you write a script for us? Right. So kind of like a gold, golden watch. Is it a golden watch you get when they retire you? It's yeah. kind of like, can you stop working for us and, <laughs> but we'll give you a script. And Ian had said to me, we were living together at the time, he said, would you write it? Would you want to write it with me? So that was the first thing that we'd ever, right. we'd done short form stuff. So really like sketch writing for other people And when I say sketches, they were literally, you know, things that you had to make up on the day. Yeah. uh, So, yeah, we did that. So that was it. And and then we spent a lot of time talking together about what, you know, what what it would be. What, how could we, you know, what what would it be that we wanted to write? And we were both very influenced by the same sort of, you know, uh, comedy growing up, like everybody was, I guess, in that era. So there was, you know... Uh, a lot of a lot of the Americans, st- a lot. Of, I mean, obviously, all of our kind of British, you know, great shows, and we were watching, you know, young ones. I just, I didn't miss the young ones. I was around for the young ones, but I think the first one that sort of caught me was "Knowing Me, Knowing You." Right. That was like my show. I, was, I remember thinking, "Oh, I, my parents don't know this. It's a proper show with yeah. Partridge and me at a date." I created you know, Alan so. Partridge. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so we were, so we we had similar tastes, and we also thought there n- when we talked about it, we thought, "What's you know, what's what's the funniest? What's the funniest time almost of your life?" I mean, we had a lot of stories, and they would continuing to happen to us, which were just sort of anecdotes that were about personal disasters. But you know, we both. Still had a real sort of fondness. Shouldn't say in this day and age for sixteen-year-old yes. sixteen-year-old boys and how they speak. 16's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that was the starting point. Really, was that we were like, we, you know, I, th- I think uh, American Pie. We both like that film. We like kind of. We like, I think, a bit of American film comedy as well. Fused into it. I guess yeah. if you were trying to start. Well, there. it's a
0: very, but it's a very British take on it. And, and is it true? I don't know if it's true. I think it's something I heard that you yeah. were initially going to set it in the eighties, and then you yeah. updated it. It's also in the eighties. Did you not know it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, they said, you know, why are you doing it in the eighties? And we were like, well, because it's yeah. You know, when we remembered it, yeah. it was late eighties and. Uh, and they were like yeah but that's just like makes it ridiculously expensive for no reason Right? So <laughs> it was, like, like, there weren't 80s specific jokes it wasn't like no. people were walking around you know with dealy boppers on <laughs> remember the 80s or anything like that it was you know it was just about school so it was a good call really yeah and, yeah. so for cost reasons really more than anything we didn't yeah. do it about the 80s got to make a show about the 80s later yes. and they were right yeah, cost a fortune <laughs> <laughs> absolute pointless exercise yeah. and so when it ca- there's quite a lot of stories coming
0: out of the casting that I've, that I've yep. seen recently so um, Joe wasn't necessarily your first. Was it your first choice for the for the role? No, but then. No,
3: no. I mean... Joe actually no, auditioned not... for it and failed the audition. No, I, was, I
1: was one of the few people who they knew wasn't up to it. Right. Um, so the field was everyone in the world could still do it. Yeah. Show's not right. You've been decided... Yeah, okay. very early on, Joe yeah. got ruled out. And then you... So, got, yeah. I think
3: we saw everyone else in the world, so you got ruled back in.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I <was called>
3: back <laughs> in. <laughs> Weirdly back in. But there's some,
0: there were some quite big actors who auditioned and nearly got the roles of... Not necessarily yeah. your role, but uh, Matt Smith was
3: up for uh, uh, yeah. Will, was he? He was, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel bad about talking about people who've done auditions, but Ian no, sort listen. of told everyone that that happened. Yeah. And it's not like he... And also, exactly they were right really now, rude anyway.
0: about you. He was really rude about you on my podcast, so I think... You should... Yeah, no, I
3: don't mean... I don't say anything about him. I'm talking okay. about Matt Smith, really. Oh, yeah, a bit right. yeah. like oh, There's another role Matt Smith didn't get. <laughs> I think he's all right with it. I think he's... I think
0: Doctor Who is probably... Yeah, he's, he's, done he's, he's it. made he's his peace right. with, with he's that. He's
3: doing okay. He's doing all right. But, yeah, he came in. He was brilliant, but he was... Will, and I think the problem for him, really, being Will, or for us, not him, but we, he was kind of, like, a bit too heroic... Yes. Which you can see now, yeah. you know, obviously. And so we're like, yeah, he's not quite... Be- he's, he's, he's doing a really good job at being ah. a loser. But, you know, I think you have to be a real loser yeah, yeah. on some level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're very much about DNA acting, <laughs> yeah. are we? It's sort of I'm starting like, to see why I... Yeah, for, came yeah. back in well because
0: you'd picture. lost you were the ultimate loser you've that's been, it you've been yeah, we don't even want someone to... who passes the
3: audition <laughs> never call me a, never call me a chump again <laughs> no, I know I mean I. no I guess we just didn't know what we were doing as part of the problem as well it's hard casting it <laughs> can be a problem yeah it's hard casting you are essentially casting yourself yeah. a little bit and that's really like that can skew the results I think sometimes because you you know you think oh I wouldn't say it like that and then I think yeah well that's you know why I'm not a performer all. Yeah. particularly funny so you know we, we went a bit through that phase of driving ourselves around. and it took other people outside of the production well not outside production but the director of the series at the time said you know we should see I think we'd been working with Joe and Simon Bird who were doing sketches because they did uh, Cambridge Footlights and they were on another little radio show we were making at the time internet radio where it was just you know young new comics trying out stuff and Joe, Joe and Simon were brilliant on that, and they were writing their own material. And then somebody saw it from the production and said, why can't we see those two guys? And we're like, well, we saw Joe, he's rubbish. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Simon Bird, he's way too camp and they were like yeah. <laughs> so well let's just bring them in and then they came in and did this audition I think they actually asked to come in and audition again and they were brilliant okay. and, uh, which um, one is you out of, the, out of uh, Simon of you, you yeah when we wrote it so Ian was kind of Ian's yeah. very clearly Will yeah it's very easy to write for me to write Will because yeah. I just think what did Ian say when that happened to him okay. and then Simon was more me at the you know when, when it started out I think Joe's brought his own particular sort of twist to it, haven't you? Yeah, Yeah, that's a kind way of... (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you made it much, you know, funnier than we probably... That's the great thing when you get actors... Yeah, but
0: but what's interesting, Did you make a conscious decision to cast people who weren't known? Because that's the, the... Or is it just, many, because, 16, or just because yeah. they were just, there weren't many young
3: it's not, actors? Yeah, that's the thing. I, and One of the things that happened was we wrote the script, delivered it, and everybody liked it at the channel, but then, you know, at the time I thought it was one of those genuine sort of, it's good, but we're not going to do it, you know, let down gently, and we got, we got let down. They weren't going to do it. And, they, and One of the reasons was you can't get great actors who look like they're 16, yeah. comic actors, to deliver a joke, and people won't watch it on Friday night on Channel 4, but... Uh, I think weirdly what happened we kind of agreed to it with them because we've been in commissioning we're like yeah we're idiots why do we write that yeah. but then a year later E4 was spending a lot of money on. Uh, they'd, they'd made lots of shows very low budget and yeah. then they thought why don't we just blow all our budget on two shows but properly funded and we'll promote them and we'll do a drama and a comedy and Skins was the drama and it went brilliantly and we were the comedy and yeah. it didn't go quite as brilliantly at first but yeah that, that so and what in between we'd written that script they'd asked us to, this is One other thing, they'd asked us to write another version of the script, but make the characters 28. So we'd written a script where they were all 28, they all lived in like central London, and they had kind of good jobs in the media, and they still had the same attitudes and said the same things. They went on a little journey, and then we handed it in, and everyone was like... I mean, they can't say this stuff at are twenty-eight, <laughs> can they? Well, that's it's the charm. That's the charm. I mean, yeah. you know, not- that's the trick. Yeah, but,
0: they- but the charm of it is that they can say whatever they want because they're kids, yeah. right? And so it's, it would be offensive in the mouths of, of anyone else. Oh. Um, but because you know, they're idiots and they're children, it, we've all been through that. We've all been through that stage of just being yeah. idiotic and saying stupid things and doing
3: stupid things. And no one really listens because you're, no. like, you know, they're. I, I think they have great power, teenagers, but they don't really realise it. But people don't want to listen. They don't want to get too close to them because they're scared of them, whereas yeah. actually they're idiots. But they want people to take them seriously because yeah. they think they're young adults. And yeah.
0: Well, that's why it's, you know, we were watching Laurel Hardy and, you know, there's people taking themselves seriously but being you know, they're essentially children as well, Laurel Hardy, with this little pecking order going on. But yeah, so it's, it's it, well, you know, but I also feel like the commissioners always say this, you know, you've got to get a name in your sitcom. I'm I it yeah. sitcoms all the time and it's who's going to be the name, who's going to be the name. And it seems to me that nearly every successful sitcom starts... From with new newcomers, that's, that's, yeah, that's I, why I don't understand why commissioners always say we need a big name so people will watch You look at The Office, yeah, and those those yeah, people yeah, then yeah, become yeah. big names. Yeah. The in betweeners, yeah. those become, you know, it comes from an art, it comes from yeah. fist of fun, and, fist of fun. Yeah, look at how it's turned no, out. No, it did no, but it genuinely was so That's <laughs> like all, you yeah. know,
3: and our, we always because we were schooled in that. I think yeah. because we did the eleven o'clock show, and we were you know all of our comedy heroes were coming out that way. Yeah, we, you know that's we've always worked like that. I think we yeah. you know ended up working with the. Uh, the ladies who worked in the fil- on the film uh, made a TV show. Like, so Jess Knappett wrote a TV show called Drifters that yes, came yeah. out. there, And it's like, you know, it always feels great when that's happening.
0: But you discover that, you know, you discovered like a whole raft of new, I mean, even Greg Davies really is, the, yeah. the discovery of Greg Davies is down to
3: They were between us. Was, Yeah, I mean, he was brilliantly funny at the time. Yeah. I think they were doing Clang, weren't they? Yeah, they Grant, were. And, yeah, and yeah. It was a, that was a real treat to yeah. and watch that and Greg was brilliant. But yeah, I don't think he'd done a lot on TV at that point.
0: No. Well, and it broke cuz it
3: was when you look at it, I think that, I think I might have even seen someone
0: take out all of his bits and put them on one YouTube thing. Yeah. It's not a huge amount of no. time on screen, but it's such a f- fabulous character and he is he is very good. So casting it is much more important yeah.
3: than you know. Yeah, I mean and I'd like to say we were sort of geniuses at it, but <laughs> I think it's a bit of there's some alchemy involved sometimes, but sometimes again like getting the four boys. We were very lucky to find. I think, yeah, it was an exhaustive search, but we were quite lucky that we managed to get them in the end because they seemed you couldn't imagine it being another four. And there was a moment when we got them in for the first rehearsal, and they all lined up. And it kind of like it must. It was a bit like seeing the Beatles cross, uh, you know, in front of yeah. Abbey Road on the on the thing. It was very a bit the shape of them. <laughs> there was something about the shape of them yeah. that looked good, like weird. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of a weird visceral thing. You just look at it and go. That looks funny. they look funny together. I, I auditioned for two parts, and the... I, I remember you. Uh, I think one of them, you're probably lucky not to get yeah. one. You were Peter. you? I, I was. I was.
0: I, usually, I would get this part. I was. I was. I auditioned to be the Peter Fart teacher. teacher. <laughs> so I'm not sure. <laughs> but, uh, that's usually <laughs> stocking in China. Don't even need to see him. we've seen this photo. Tick. Yeah. And I was uh, another part, though. The mechanic guy. But that was. That was. Uh, I could have done the pedo teacher. I mean, you know, the acted it. Yeah. Uh, but Wayne was fantastic at it. Wayne ever, was Never worked again.
3: No. He's one of the few people who doesn't get recognised on the street. No. So it's gone well for him. But, yeah. you're saying that, uh, you know, people don't associate him with that part. Yeah.
0: Hey, look, because well, Ian couldn't make it. Uh, uh, yeah. I just we, He did kindly record a message... For, for, for us, so we're going to see we can see Ian Morris is going to say a lotus let's see what he says, I haven't seen this
2: Hello Bristol Slapstick Fest I'm sorry I can't be there um, for lots of reasons, I love Bristol I went to university there, got a 2-2 got 4% in one of my exams I <laughs> um, shot the festival there a couple of years ago and had a great time staying there I particularly love the Clifton area obviously because I'm a bit of a ponce um, uh, I can't be there because I Broken my foot. So these are some crutches I've got, and I can. I mean, it's pretty grim, but basically, I broke my foot falling down some stairs, uh, which I think is pretty apposite for the Slapstick Festival. Um, I'm also sorry I can't be there because I know you've got the best, my favourite, and who I consider the best person of the four in between us, um, which is Blake. And you know, Blake is really. He's an incredible actor, he's very funny, he's very kind, he's very thoughtful. And you know, I think you'll get a lot from what he's got to say about the show. Certainly more so than any of the other three. So thanks again, Blake, for everything, mate. Um, you're a genius. Uh, also I'm sad to not be there because I'm a huge fan of Richard Herring's and not just because Richard was the first person who I respected in comedy who told me that they liked the In Betweeners. I think it was we were at some gig near uh, broadcasting house near the BBC and um and Richard said it was good and I assumed he'd hate it, so that's pretty much made me very happy ever since I'm obviously a huge Richard Herring fan. So I'm sorry I can't be there. I'm sorry this is so badly shot, but I can't really stand up either because I've got a broken foot. Um, and yes. I'm really guess to not be there, and I hope you have a fun time. And thanks, Damon, for everything, and thanks, Blake.
0: Ian Morris I had a very nice... Yeah, I, mean... I mean, he liked me, but not enough to put me in the fucking
3: show. So. I, didn't, I didn't <laughs> see that. you know, he's... One of the, when we were living together in the flat, one of yeah. the things he would regularly... Drag out. <laughs> I sound creepy when I say it. It's like he would drag, he used to have a, a, a book, and he'd say, oh, I love this, this really, uh, you know, was one of my favourite comedy books, and it was a Fist of Fun.
0: We did put a lot of work into Fist of Fun. I meant to talk to the goodies about that, actually. Let's get them back on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because their books were a massive inspiration. Just, they, they, they put a lot of work into them, so we, we felt we had to do the same. Um, it was interesting, you were sitting next to Bill Oddie at dinner.
3: Yeah.
0: And it came up because, of course, In Between Us, and they had a, a song called The In Betweenies, which was about being too young to be a teenager, which I suppose is not quite the, the demographic of this, and too yeah. old to be a mother's pet. But did was there any crossover between the name of the Inbetweeners and the Goodies, just to give us a link between these two interviews? Say so, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I
3: but do think there's this thing with writing. You, I, you know, I don't know if it's for everyone, but it feels to me, the older I get and the more stuff that I've written, I keep finding stuff within the scripts that I think are conscious choices, but then I suddenly realise that they are just like subconscious you know bits of data floating around that just find their way onto the page. I didn't mean to do that. I thought yeah. I'd be on for another reason. So it could be any... You know, you always think, it probably is, is yeah. the truth, because like, the good is, well, almost, you know, while you we were saying you couldn't sort of watch it again or rewatch it because we didn't have, you know, videos and yeah, anything was, really probably. of them, they didn't exist, but it probably was the first thing I remember in the 70s of being quiet rock and roll funny, you know, where you're just like, as a kid, you're just like, this is like, all TV should be like the goodies. I don't know <laughs> why they're not making more shows like this. Sure. So it felt like almost the earliest one. That you but also, did. the
0: in-between is like, I mean, it, it's an excellent name because it absolutely nails what the show is, right? And I think that's, it's about being just between being a child and being an adult, and that's exactly what the characters are. Yeah. And, that's the, and, that's, and so from the name, you've kind of got it, which is still, it, it's quite rare. I think that's part of the reason it's...
3: Uh,
1: we had yeah, no it I very though. nearly
0: not call that though
3: yeah they, what I mean, other names like, did you have a love with yeah there were some really bad names uh, uh, dickheads <laughs> I, <laughs> I like dickheads but they it's couldn't it's alright no, you can't Nick really just, <laughs> just, just what's your
1: really good fucking idiots. We can't really call that a load of idiots the
3: producer really wanted like the producer he was a brilliant producer and a, a great man Chris Young but like he didn't, yeah. he, he didn't own a TV. He'd never. Like I don't know why. How he, we ended up. He's never. Like we used to put references from The Simpsons. Or go. It's like a joke in The Simpsons. You would go. Um, so what, what, what's The Simpsons? You go. A show on TV. And then you go. Well, don't worry. It's like that character in EastEnders. What is EastEnders? Just, yeah. oh. But he's. He was really stuck on the name. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And we're like, why? Well, there's four of them. Oh, them. <laughs> Sort of sesame street. It got quite far down the sort of like you know the World Cup of names. Yeah. One two three four was yeah. still in the hat. We were like, it's not going to be called one two three four. It's going to look like a mistake. Um, there was a good bit where it was going to be called Desperados, yeah, and
1: then got close another yeah. show came out that was called Desperados, right? Yeah. Um, and it was it had Emily Head's dad in it, and yeah. Head, and it was like Which is really weird. I've forgotten that. I rang up Ian and said there's another show called Desperados. (laughs) I think Ian thought it was like a prank or something. (laughs) Very strange. Um, But that would have been all right. but, um, but we got to the point where
3: we were going through song titles. Legend, yeah.
1: Legends was one as
3: well. Yeah, right. Legends. But there was a, literally this playlist of the songs. We were just like, I don't know. And then we were calling out names of bands that were on yeah. the playlist. And then, so, uh, you know, it was a cure. There was this one cure track on there, The uh, In Between Days. Right. And so In Between Days went across as a title to Channel 4. And then I think the commissioning editor said, Oh, it's something in that. And then we played around with that. And came, yeah. that's where it really came from, In Between Days. Oh, that's, that's, that's very interesting. Good. Um, uh-huh. it is, it is, it's interesting when and also when because
0: in hindsight you kind of think oh it had to be those four yeah. guys and it had to be called The Inbetweeners but you know it could easily have been
1: uh, yeah. could have been Matt Smith been not yeah.
3: Joe
0: <laughs> uh, it
1: could have been different name better actors
0: but, um, but you could know, been, there you let's go let's get some other yeah, people yeah. into
1: writing yeah, they can't prove that so,
0: <laughs> so a, a lot of it though was based on your and Ian's actual things that have happened to you is that right Damon? yeah I think which, so a lot so so what, what, which bits of it are like verbatim from your life
3: uh, oh God. I, do you know what I've, I don't think I've got any more shame about this anyway but like I, I find myself repeating this story a lot and then waking up in the middle of the night going no you didn't tell that in front of a room strangers again. but there's one thing there's the bit where Simon is sitting here by the way when Joe checked into the hotel he was checked in as Simon Thomas <laughs> <laughs> it's, com-
1: it's confusing it's confusing, it's confusing so, that one of the actors is called Simon and one of the characters is called yeah. Simon yeah. but I would say not that confusing no <laughs> It's possible to get your head around it.
3: yeah, yeah. But so, so the character Simon ends up getting a hand job from a, a, a girl, an under eighteen, so this guy, like, almost on the dance floor, and, yeah. uh, watch, and they're standing on. And that happened, and that happened to me. You were the one giving the hand job. <laughs> I was,
0: yeah. <laughs> and, it,
3: and I've ended up reliving the horror of telling. them. So it was yeah. bad at the time because there was this kind of, like I so said, this horrible, you know. Uh, Sort of cognitive dissonance that you have to have, where you sort of think this is probably all right because <laughs> no one's ever touched my penis before. So I don't think this is probably—I mean, you know, this is probably an okay thing to be happening. Sort of, whereas obviously you know it's not, and your yeah. friends are standing there watching. So that, <laughs> and, I, and I t- once Joe was a favour, I grew up in a town called Gravesend, which is a river town, and it's quite deprived. But I, you know, you could not know that at the time. I used to have fun growing up in Gravesend, and we used to go to the under 18 discos there and years later a friend of mine started r- working for the council on the entertainment team and they said look we're now running you probably played it the Woodville Halls yes. in Gravesend yeah. so Wood- I'm now doing like the entertainment stuff there would you bring the film along because it just been launched launching the boys and it a screening and we were like yeah I'll do that would be really nice and before we went on the guy who was doing your role essentially was just somebody who worked on the ENTS team but he used to be a red coat right? you know? and so he was like do you want to talk about this bit? I've got the clip out about where, you know, you've got a hand job on it. And it was in this hall, wasn't it? I was like, I'm not sure. <laughs> There's a lot of people there that I might know. And I think my, my family might my, be. Like, should we see how it goes? Thinking, I won't do it. He said, All right, you give me the If it's going well, give me the signal. <laughs> and we went on. We literally went on. They brought them on and got a huge round of applause, brought me on, sat me down. He said, David, this hall's got a special place in your heart. Isn't it? <laughs> Take a look at this. And then played the clip. And then I had to sort of go. They told the whole story no? and he was like it was, a, it was somewhere in here wasn't it, it was like, and he's like I was like yeah it was just at the back there just over there and people weren't really laughing they were like this is weird <laughs> so yeah
0: that's uh, you know yeah and Ian told, Ian told me I think that the the, the bit where they're sliding yeah. along on their knees but that happened to him uh, and like when is. he was quite
3: old he was about to pull with some I think that was here in Bristol yeah went. when he was at university in Bristol yeah. Ian had, yeah he, like, he said it was a very sort of like forward very attractive girl that he kind of like had his eye on like not his eye on but he, you know he was sort of been scared to approach all yeah. night who he thought you know he was attracted to and then she came over to him and started talking to him and said look you know you and me what are you doing for the rest of the night and he was like well nothing and then because he was so sort of like a bit over egging it and a bit nervous and trying to put off because she was like let's just go back to your place he's like yeah yeah we could do anything I mean we <laughs> literally could do anything well, I mean we could do that or he could just kick her shoes off and slide across the floor <laughs> and so he, he was running up uh, and down and sliding I think her. he did it three times and then when he went <laughs> as he turned <laughs> at one end he realised she wasn't there anymore <laughs> that was the last time he ever saw her <laughs> That's quite sweet, really, isn't it? It yeah. is sweet. But again,
0: it's, but I think we all have those ch- memories. I mean, he's a bit old to be doing that. But we all have, have those memories. Those memories of just being clueless. And I think that's... Uh, and, and Yeah, being scared of it. That's what's lovely, is when they actually get the opportunity to have sex or yeah. get close to having sex. They're all They're frightened, absolutely terrified. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's, 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 I suppose it's the sweetness behind all of this quite gross and unpleasant stuff that's going on. I think yeah.
3: part of the like the comic sort of process in, like, I like there's a, I think comic comic writers and comic performers comedians have this uh, sort of trait is that generally when these things happen to you most people bury them deep down as traumatic events so yeah. kind of like that was awful i don't ever want to and whereas there's a way of almost like you know therapizing your way through it yeah. which is to try and turn it into an anecdote and something that you could, you know i think it's quite useful because yeah. otherwise you know it's you know well, your I life's think, quite tragic well i've mean, been definitely,
0: definitely through comedy i found that and i think it and that's why the audience like it because everyone they haven't done those exact things now everyone's been wanked off in the Woodville Hall. Yes, they have. And, uh, yes, most they of, have. Many of us have. Uh, <laughs> God, you can stick with semen, the florin, uh, but <laughs> but we've all been through. You know, we, we've all been through that, and, and most people are bottling up. So the minute you start discussing it, a it's yeah. a laughter of relief, but it's also kind. Of, oh God, it's normal. It's normal to be such a brick.
3: Yeah all this yeah. must happen to other people right yeah. like these terrible things well, I think this all the time I'm like it can't just have happened to me and Ian all that stuff <laughs> and then when you you know you see yeah. a show resonates and then you think oh thank god because people are saying oh yeah that's me and my friends yeah. and that's you know what we remember about growing up but yeah, a, and,
0: the, and the characters are very well observed. I mean, everyone had a kind of a friend who was just a bullshitter, liar, and everything was a lie, and you knew it was a lie. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone had that. Sweet. It's, it's, it's it's a it's a it's a lovely uh, group of characters. It's, it's female characters. It's it's so true that the female the females at school, the girls at school, are sort of so much more mature and together, and the guys. Are yeah,
1: you're scared off. of you're scared of them. I think. Yeah, literally scared of.
0: Definitely them. Definitely still. Am. Um. Yeah. Terrifying, isn't it? Women. That's
3: funny though, that, because that's from the first show. Yeah. And when that went out, the first episode, and it went out, they, they basically put the first episode and the second episode out on the, on the same night. And the reviews for the first show were, this is my like, People would review them separately because that's what people do. Yeah. Dicks. <laughs> 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 the first show is terrible. And, there's, and they were like, oh, but the second show is great. But like, you know, now you look back on it, you can think there's not a huge amount of difference, but there's this thing in comedy where. You know, people just aren't prepared to go with it for a while. You need to earn uh, trust. So I've kind of always, I've learned from that. I've learned don't put any good jokes in the first five minutes (laughs) of a new comedy. Make it very visual. You know, make it interesting and engaging. But like, it just is wasted because people will have to go back and watch it before they go. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think it's true. All the things I really like, you know. I, the first time I saw them, I was... Well, sometimes you come into something in the wrong point, but also yeah. you'd be confused. But I remember seeing Larry Sanders, which is my, probably my all-time favourite yeah, show, and I just didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. You know, um, even uh, Arrested Development, I didn't really like to be... Yeah, good. I've only
3: got into that yeah. like in the last two years, and yeah. it just passed me by. But
0: and yeah. so often if a thing's got its own kind of comic timing and comic feel, it just takes a couple, it does. A couple I of weeks to get into it. I
1: remember
3: feeling the same thing about The
1: Office, thinking yeah. about it this is kind of weird what is this and and it really taken a while before I even noticed that it had jokes in it which it definitely does not like <laughs> yeah. I was like that's odd what's that strange thing but you have to kind of get in tune with that now it's very obvious where all the kind of sort of laugh points are but it, it seems odd to say, but it generally wasn't obvious
0: at yeah. the time. I don't think it was... You know, The Office is an amazing example of something that could easily have gone the other way. Yeah. The BBC didn't really get it or like it. It got repeated, I think, didn't it? I think
3: yeah. one of but it's the an John Peel-like yeah.
0: or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they, there's
3: a legendary... first series
0: was repeated or
1: something. I think,
3: yeah, yeah. So it went out in August, didn't it? Like So it was kind of like, I was, you know, maybe they no, no, buried it a bit because it was low budget yeah. and they didn't know how it was going to work. And I remember a, a really... Like one of the most spectacular, missing the point reviews of a comedy great by Victor Lewis. Smith. Oh, yes. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, really, really scientifically pulling it to pieces <laughs> yeah. about what His show it review was
1: it is. literally there is a great show to be made about an office, but this is not it. <laughs> and I is was like, like getting, no it is it. It is yeah. this. Yeah.
3: But that's what <laughs> getting is notes is like. That, that review, I remember, like, I think this is what getting notes as a writer is like. It doesn't mean anything to the public, like, public at large because it was very specific. It was yeah. like, yeah, we're not going to go for this for this reason. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> But, it's, but it's, I, mean, I find that fascinating because, you know, also all the people, both these shows, The in and The Office, if those shows hadn't become successful, if the first series, The Inbetweeners, they'd gone, yeah, you know, it's done okay and we're going to leave yeah. it there. Then, you know, all the things that wouldn't have happened as a result of that, I mean, for yeah. you personally, it would have been terrible for you personally. You wouldn't have met your... I have, wouldn't have any you wouldn't company. Have, you wouldn't have any career. Yeah. You know, no one oh, else yeah. would have employed you. We found. No, what would have, you would have, have
3: done? done? I mean, I've never asked you this. What would you, what was your career path? It, Just, was I'd it take, comic or... Well, been, been, a uh, proper I, job, I, I don't are you? know, I was just drifting around. I was
1: just annoyed i I mean, I was just left university. Yeah. Uh, I was just annoyed I didn't get first. <laughs> and I was just going to stay like that for the rest of my life.
3: So, <laughs> did you ever plan there you like, I'm going to be a live with Dinosaur
1: hunter? I don't know. I live with Simon Simon. I what, <laughs> I live for, Yeah. What do you do when you come out of Cambridge? I live with Simon Bird, and he would sort of. We, he said we had to have a sketch group and like write mm. together, and he'd sort of come and. I'd literally get me out of bed. I'd be like, oh, so "I've and then Simon would be like, "Oh, we need to. We should do something. We do an Edinburgh show." And I don't know. I mean, it was just a very kind of not. It was a kind of sort of drifty era. I think yeah. there was a sense of like kind of. There's no. Oh, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Really, you don't need to do anything. Do you? Like it was just quite sort of. I don't know. Like even my. I think degree, I the degree in history. I think part of it was just, oh, just anything, just anything, just leave me alone, just something, just, I think, I, 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 I like, history seemed like it wouldn't hurt me. I feel like that's <laughs> old, old stuff. That, that'll be all right. Um, <clears throat> uh, but, um, so, Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no I don't I, I don't know. I really don't know. It's, it's, I love that there's literally no there was no plan like life plan like a proper job. There's been no mention of a job at all in that. It was like what would I've done if I wasn't
1: I was yeah, that's yeah I Well we all had other jobs. I was pri I was doing tutoring wow. for a bit mm-hmm. after the first series. Got paid for the first series. Just spent all the money straight away in restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like, I mean, the first series we we we, it was, we were all unknown, so we weren't paid at like absolutely like Hollywood rates. So it was it was a lot. It was a big lump sum of money for me. Just splurged all that. I think, yeah. All just on food. On
0: restaurants. On restaurants. Yes. restaurants. Restaurants. Oh, nice was I was like, I will enter the That's restaurant good. scene. <laughs>
1: <laughs> next, rest, next, next we go, restaurants. School degree, rest, sulk, restaurants. <laughs> then what? Um, and what? Uh, and yeah, so then we all got other jobs. So I was a, I was a private tutor, but I wouldn't have done that forever. I mean, that was just sort of teaching sure. kids how to pass the 11 plus and stuff. Um, and, uh, I was okay, but yeah, I really didn't have... I don't know, the idea of like having a vocation, I... I, I don't know i just never i've never had that i literally never had it i d- didn't it's lucky you came along it's lucky know, you gave yeah. me a
0: second chance
3: yeah that stupid charmed life if was,
0: especially if I was still for some reason interviewing you on the stage now But here is joe yeah. thomas yeah um, I'm, I I'm not doing anything <laughs> 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 and do you, so the, the you obviously knew simon but the other two guys presumably yeah yeah didn't know no i um, i didn't know them um
1: but yeah, it was weird. We were at a time where I was still kind of open to new. Well, I suppose I'm still open to new people. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was I was very peculiarly open to them. And I think particularly like um, I knew Simon and the other two. We just bonded very quickly. I, I, I can't really explain why because James Buckley in particular, all he did was. And he was very annoying. He was just a very annoying person who I would regularly complain about to um, to sort of the adults. James is undermining me. He's destroying my confidence, I think, quite maliciously. Um, He's found out my weak spots and he's probing them. Uh, Could you make him stop? No, we won't. Okay,
3: um, he's got a, he's got a talent for that as well. I mean, yeah, he, was, he's, he was he was yeah. he was straight on you, wasn't he? And yeah, I it's every quite easy to get on
1: to me, really. But I, I, um, He was. Yeah, he knew what he was doing.
3: <laughs> but you became like I think you know, that was interesting is that you actually became really quickly very very tight. You, two, you we became, were very yeah. I think yeah yeah. I don't know. Again, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, well, you, yeah. You both like messing around and.
1: There was a good bit where James spent a whole series winking at me in takes, and his um, (laughs) and people would go, "Is there meant to be some sort of homoerotic undercurrent between James and (laughs) (laughs) Jay?" And just mixing up the names now, Jay and Simon.
3: He's pathologically unprofessional as well. I mean, we can say that amongst friends, but James, like, really, (laughs) he's very, very talented, and he's like, he could, so he could. It's really boring making TV, really, especially when you've got like four lead actors and they've all got to have close-ups and you have to do single takes of all of them and it takes forever to do it. So really, you know... What James decided quite early on was that he's going to have, if, as long as it wasn't him first doing his singles, then he'd have time to learn the lines rather than like preparing for weeks <laughs> yeah. and getting the, you know, getting the, yeah, like your, your single was just
1: him practicing. Like, yeah. there be no eye contact with him at all. <laughs> he'd just bumble
3: through it. Yeah. He, and he thought it was genuinely good fun to sort of just, you know, put other people off while they were trying to do... Which, I suppose, at a certain extent, it was quite good fun, but I think he massively underestimated the room of, like, quite sort of middle-aged sort of professionals <laughs> who had to stand around and watch it. It went on hour after hour like, can you go home, please? I mean, it's just... Can you stop doing that? So... But you two were really, like, you know, and you still are, aren't you? You're still, we are still very
1: close. I, I think it, it, there is something about, like, being vulnerable, at, at, sort of, and sharing vulnerabilities with other people that, that does kind of bonds you. And, like, we were all quite, kind of, uh, raw, I think. Like, we didn't really know what we were doing, and um, sure. we were young, I think almost like young. I mean, I was always, like, my excuse, I was too old for the character, but I hadn't done much acting, so I felt very young. I felt, I suppose, I was. I was not young, but I was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, so, so I was like, well, that, I guess that's sort of it's a form of use.
3: But you, yeah, I think that's like, you're unfair to yourself. So, course, you, but, but yeah, I just think, you know, was, I've said this before, but I think when you write a joke, and, you know, there's so many ways from when, you know, you write that joke as a writer on a page where it can go wrong, you know, between you know, how the production sort of sets up to present that, the actor's going to say it, director on the day, you know, there's so many ways it can be screwed up, you know, and and I think that the one thing that I think people take for granted with the four boys, the way that, you know the way they delivered their performances is the, the, the sense of comic timing. I think that's what we always, why we actually, despite being terrible at his audition <laughs> and uh, Simon being incredibly camp, they were just, <laughs> you know, they were brilliantly funny and they understood <laughs> comedy and they had a love of comedy and yeah. James is the same. James is not a student. No. He is a student of comedy, actually. He's probably, he's got photographic memory. Like He likes all the yeah. same things as we do. But he, but I think when it, you, can, you know, that, that really helped because actually the one thing you know, we probably weren't great directors of actors, but we kind of knew our, we wanted our jo- uh, you know, how the jokes were funny, and very, it wasn't pulling teeth. You know, they, they, they were making, and at times making them funnier, and it was, you know, it was brilliant for that. I think that... that but then that whole
0: work. thing, I mean, it's the ethos of the show, isn't it? It's kind of funny if he's being the same as his character or if he is the same as his character, <laughs> yeah, and I that's mean. why it works, and so it's the... Re- it's, again, it's the reality of the situation and the reality of the group, yeah. Uh, and, you know, yeah. it, it just takes one thing to go go wrong. I mean, we were talking about backstage about other sitcoms and things that have been successful and things that haven't been successful. Yeah. And it's just a bit of luck about the. Yeah, the, it is, yeah. It just it kind of falls but right. But then it can, it can right. still be brilliant and, and no one spots yeah. it this time and, and you move on yeah. to the next thing. So it's, it's, no. there's, there's a lot of luck in things getting through. But I, I also think that that luck is only takes you a certain distance and the thing has to be. It has to work for, to, to get to that next level, I think, yeah. which obviously the in-between. Is, obviously, after the series, I mean, what point, what point did the series, like, was it at between the first and the second series that it sort of took off? Oh, really, is it
3: like, weirdly, I think, you know, going back to Skins was getting a million, I think, on E4, it was like okay. a huge number then, and we were getting like 300,000 when we first went right. out. Second series got about double that, but there was a weird thing going on at the time. It's like, like Channel 4 had just introduced their player, like an iPlayer, and yeah. it's called 4 On Demand, and so Channel Four were getting the stats back from that, and they realised that our show was like made up almost like a third of the traffic. So right. it was like the first time; it was like a non-traditional way of watching it. At the same time, it was going out, and yeah, you know, young people were obviously watching it a lot on that. So I think that really got us that second series. I think people yeah. were like, "Oh, well, it might, you know, should, there, there might be something in this." But it felt like it tipped sort of about midway through series two, you know. Yeah. I, I, I seem to is that
0: remember. when you noted, you know, obviously being in it, that's a real kind of
3: yeah.
1: I mean, definitely series one. It is. was it was small. Like, yeah. everyone, anyone who'd seen it, uh, that one well, for me, it was. Uh, Every per- there was a certain run where everyone who said they'd seen it and liked it, I could always connect them back to my parents. Right. <laughs> um, but, like, oh, I see. Yes, that's your colleague. Of- and then, yes. Um, but, and then eventually someone said, oh, I like that show. And I was like, that is a genuine stranger. Right. Um, so that was fine. I was like, something's happened here. Somebody who I'm, isn't, sort of, isn't going to be at my parents' Christmas party <laughs> has watched it. Um, I don't know what that was, but yeah, series one was still quite niche, I think. And um, by series three, it was big, and we did a big. I we did a big advert for it for series three that was they'd obviously spent a lot of money on and was a kind of standalone thing. Um, but yeah,
3: when did cabbies start saying? Oh, I've heard of that one yeah it's like one of those yeah. things you're yeah. kind of like I remember it, like that would be a thing they'd be what, what are you going to Channel yeah. 4 for then mate yeah and they'd yeah. go oh we'd just do a thing and then they'd normally be like never heard
1: of it yeah I love that show yeah, yeah. Uh, hang on who's, yeah. the one I always getting is who's the funny one <laughs> <laughs> who's the funny one I'm not, I'm not the funny one who was it but I'm the sort of show I'm sort of like the librarian of the show I can connect them to the one that they find funny <laughs> obviously it's always Jay
3: obviously yeah um when Cavi started pitching me quite often the oh you what you should do next is one about the cab trade yeah. <laughs> oh you should follow us around and then record everything that we say I was like I'm not sure you can put that on TV <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not the 70s yeah <laughs>
0: and so when did the, so you did the series and then the, the film kind of came out of that was it was it sort of a natural progression or well, expecting to do a film no I think no. I, I mean, it I was actually something we
1: joke about it was actually yeah. like yeah. that was a, a we, like, as, we'd be like oh yeah when we're we doing the movie like um so it was
3: not expected right? no I think w- what happened was we were, you know we were sort of not really aware. I think you don't really know when you you know it's a big hit but you don't sort of understand that it has a bit of a place in popular culture you know because it's just like alright well it's just a big hit and it's happening now I think we've fin- you know we'd got to the end of three series and we was just like I don't know we want to move on and do something else not different characters but like you know just because it felt like a good time to sort of be able to yeah. use that bit of purchase that you had to say well, well look we, we wanted, we'd written the outline for the episode uh, where they will go on holiday, like, you know, but we could never get it made because it would cost too much money. And we thought was oh, a good thing. We should keep that up our sleeve because actually we could do a film about that first holiday in Europe yeah. with your friends. It's kind of, you know, rights of, you know, passage rights sort of story that we yeah. could, uh, you know, we could both see. And it might not have even been those characters as well. So that was really it. It was kind of like a sort of selfish desire to make a film and, you know, just to use a bit of the uh, capital that the the show had given us to be able to do that. So we had the film rights and we just said, well, look, I'm sure we can get the funding for it. A bit arrogantly, we were just, we thought we would make a film that would be the end of it it would just be a nice thing to have as a, like a dvd for us really <laughs> as an end point we get a film abroad and then you know that that would be over I think, and we didn't think oh yeah we will now go and make a film and it will be a huge success so uh, it was a bit like starting over again for us it wasn't sort yeah. of, it wasn't as cynical as again it felt when it came out and started doing really well that was a huge surprise i mean it, it genuinely was to the even the people involved you know the financiers yeah everyone it was
0: nice. No, it's, no it's, it's terrific, and I mean, there's a there's a time limit to the sitcom, isn't there? Unless you do the next generation, their little brothers come up, and you start with that yeah, I mean... because you you couldn't carry on doing exactly what you were doing. So it was the perfect way to,
3: yeah.
0: I mean, the two films to go out by by taking them slightly into the adult world. But once they've sort of lost their virginity and grown up a little bit, yeah, sort of that's they're no longer in that that in between periods. I it? think that's right and I think yeah. that we did
3: have in the back of our minds the you know still the scars of the 28 year old in between us yes where they're all slightly you know unwoke let's yeah. say you know and it kind of like you know we, we sort of knew that there was a period and they we were getting older that's, but, but you know
0: yeah, that's he's not mince our words I mean he, he looks great look he's good.
3: literally you know he's he's is the last one standing isn't he I mean everyone else has aged terribly <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, um, I then mean, I'm still able to be seen in public the other
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kept in sort of
3: <laughs> yeah so I mean yeah I think there was that and it seems weird I mean you, what would happen is I think when we end up doing a so, the, so the, you know the first film went very well and then everyone was like you can do a sequel and we were kind of like no I think we've done it I feel like that's it we left it there and we would tell everyone oh no we you know that's it at the end and then you just about two, you know, I think it was about two years between before we started production on the next film yeah. and that genuinely was a moment where you used to get people and a lot of cab drivers stopping you and saying, oh, I love that film. When's the next one coming out? You go, I'm not doing the next one and they say, why not? Everyone loves it. Like, and you and, and uh, go, what, you don't get paid well for it? Go, no, we would get paid really well for it. And they'd be like, do you not like working with the boys? And we'd go, no, we love working with them. They're great. And they're like, why would you do another one? And then we were suddenly like, I don't know, it's stupid really, isn't it? And you realise that you don't own it anymore in a strange way. It's yeah. kind of become a, you know, at that point it had become something that had become owned by its fans as well. And so we felt like, yeah, we should do a second film, I think, because it just felt like the right thing to do. But even, even at the end of the second film, then we were then getting to the point where you were saying it. It's yeah. Just, you know, yeah, But do you think, I mean, I'm sure you
0: are asked all the time about getting it back together and seeing them now in their 30s or late 20s or whatever. Do you think there's anything in that? or I mean, will it happen? Do you think eventually will you crack and do it? Or do you think it's best to leave it behind. I think it's
3: best to leave it alone and I think a good example of that is the special we did recently that went out just for the 10th anniversary and it was just some clips and interviews and basically if you like the in Us, you'll see the Carls, Jimmy Carl's doing some jokes yeah. and the reaction to that from some quarters online was why is this not a new episode this is, this is like putting on the legacy of the show and, and, I, was, I, and I kind of thought well I mean you know, maybe you know, maybe there's nothing you can do really. Because I was thinking, this isn't pissing on the legacy. I was like, if you want to see some thirty-year-old in between us doing like a stag do or a lame thing, phoning it in and doing it for the money, that would be pissing on the legacy. And uh, mm. and you sort of think, I don't know, I don't know how you keep what was brilliant about it alive without it becoming.
0: I think it's exactly that because I think if those if they change, no one's going to like yeah, them. Yeah. If they don't change, no one's going to like them because <laughs> yeah. you only yeah. like them because they're stupid kids. I think you know, and, and that yeah. can stretch, you know, as in as it does in the real world. Now that can stretch into mid twenties maybe, but yeah. I think beyond that, it's. I think we're beyond the uh, yeah. cut off now.
1: But you still you work together on festival. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. You know? I mean, we love working together. I mean, like it, in lots of other contexts, we've we've worked, I and mean, obviously like Damon. Um, Wrote White Gold, which I've done with Thanks James Bussie. Buckley. Um, I've done other stuff with Simon Bird. We've written stuff together, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, on a practical level, I haven't really got that many other points of contact just in the world in general. <laughs> so, um, but, so, but yeah, I think the yeah, I think you're absolutely right when it, it works because they are. Profane and they're full of bravura and they're young and therefore it's okay. But I think you, yeah, I'm not quite
0: sure how you. It would need to be. It would need to be a different thing.
1: Need they're not Radiohead,
3: are they? They're not going to evolve
0: <laughs> in a really <laughs> <Not>. interesting <laughs> way. Well, there's something so perfect about it. And maybe it's partly accidental. Maybe it's not. And maybe yeah. it nearly went another way and then it didn't. But it's just capturing that. I think that's that's you've captured the sort of hearts of all the viewers because they have been through that and it's just yeah I mean it, especially I mean I, I know ten year, people say oh 10 years on you wouldn't get away with doing those things and as you said backstage well of course we would because it's still being shown that, yeah, you know, people yeah. will still watch it and yeah. you do you'd get away with it because even if things changed significantly because the, the, they're meant to be idiots yeah. nothing you're not meant to be going, hey look that, that Stupid thing he's doing is brilliant. You're meant to be thinking that guy is a dick, you know, yep. but a lovable
3: dick. Though. That's all. Like my favourite yeah. comedies, really, yeah. are about sort of you know bit flaws, like flaws in humanity. Yeah. You know, that's what we love, Partridge, isn't you know? it? You don't go, oh, I, you know, if I'm gonna. I like Partridge, so I'm going to adopt some of his views. It's <laughs> not yeah. so like. Yeah. So, when, like, you know, that thing about, oh, you could never do that today, you're sort of like, well, you could, people understand that about comedy. It's not like that hasn't been lost at all. So I
0: mean, some people don't understand that about comedy. No. Uh, we don't, I think we can ignore them. Uh, so, <laughs> some people don't understand comedy, is the, is the truth of it. And that's. Uh, the, what I find funny about the, those people that do complain about comedy, and sometimes comedy doesn't need to be complained about, and it's not above the law, but. I just think 20, 30 years ago it's the people who would write into the BBC or Mary Whitehouse and you'd and people would basically just laugh at the letters and pretend to apologise and now now, because of social media it's sort of almost just you know oh yeah let's get behind so it's kind of great but it isn't it isn't a big deal it isn't a big deal to comedy people if you're doing good comedy you're still able there's no question of freedom of speech stopping you doing no I think it's
1: often about laziness when people are complaining about not being able to say something I think it's if you're going for some sort of shortcut then maybe you will get pulled up on it but I mean I think if you're if the characters are properly worked out and if the writers haven't been lazy, then I don't think... I think it's...
0: Yeah, it's, well, it's exactly... I think a lot of the time it's people going, you're not allowed to say this, and no, it's not, it's not allowed to say you know, a man well, way, but it's
1: not funny. As far <laughs> as I can tell, the world at large at the moment, people say all sorts are. of terrible they things are, every yeah. day. I mean, I, sort of I'm are. not quite sure it's, <laughs> so You can say whatever you want. You know, I mean, it, it, I've heard stuff that I...
0: Never would. Have <laughs> it's heard. true. Uh, yeah, so uh, look, why don't we go over to the audience who may have some oh, yeah. questions? They may have some better questions than me. So we're going to have the uh, the house lights up, and if anyone's got a question, put your hand up, and then a microphone will come to you. You Can ask the. Oh, here we go. Is a is it a Brexit gentleman? related? Can we do? Do <laughs> <laughs> the Brexit ones first. There's yeah. one second row here. Is there a microphone near? I mean, I might be able to hear you and relay. Have you got a? Are you holding the mic? There's this guy, a gentleman here. If Oh, there's a staircase. Oh, Let's interesting. See. It's, a, yeah, it's a comedy staircase. Or is there Maybe a staircase? It. Oh. <laughs> is, it a, is it a mic? It's not. There's no... Uh, it's mic. Oh, it's a mic. Wireless, isn't it? No, it's... Is it wireless? It is wireless. Yeah, get, yeah uh, there uh, you give go. Give it to a yes. man to pass yes. oh, so Hello, man. sir. Hello, hi. Um, Joe. Joe, you've done probably the most embarrassing yeah. stunts in, uh, in the yeah. in-between. Uh, was, was that always a conscious decision to have Simon's character because he was based on you to do the really, really no, deeply just, embarrassing stuff? No, I think
1: they just realised that I was like a soft touch. Uh, and um, the others, you know, were not as likely to do it. And I, I think I am a very trusting person. And um, I, did, I did, and I continue to trust Ian and David, despite everything. And um, uh, I, I think, yeah, I, I tended to not mind. I don't know why. I can't explain it. But I certainly <laughs> felt that with like, the, the, the testicle one, for example, oh, like, yeah. I, really, I genuinely didn't even really consider it nudity it, because, it, because, it, because it wasn't sexy. <laughs> so I was like, well, that shouldn't be nudity because it's of no interest to anyone. I think
3: so. <laughs> no, I, I, it, I wasn't, really, it wasn't sexy. <laughs> no, so that's <laughs> what I mean. No, but that's, but why I, was, like, I, I found it very and, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't know, and also, I think, I mean, everybody was very good at committing to jokes, but I think, I, there was something about maybe your, DNA, and you've, you know, you are a real fan of comedy and, and I think that you appreciate that when people commit and commit to things to make yeah. and, and that can lift it and make it funnier. And so it's easier to do it. We would end up writing them for Joe because I think he kind of understood how... You know, he was much more interested in how funny this could be than how bad I might look. I've never really just watched enjoy. something
1: on, on telly or on a film and thought, oh, God, I can't believe he did that. Like, I, I just... I find my own body extremely boring, so I'm just like, well, I just don't care. Like, I, I, so, and they've taken full advantage of that. So.
0: It's interesting. I remember watching Life of Brian when I was a kid and massively into Monty Python, and when Graham Chapman opens the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the door and his yeah, penis is there, and yeah. I should think, oh my God, you know, how could he do that? That's so de- terribly embarrassing. Yeah. And then, yeah, the things that I've <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, done, yeah. the,
0: the parts of myself that I've shown on TV. Yeah, so, yeah. he, also, you're in the character, it's not really. It's not really you. Do you find it I, I did a thing the plane? It never really felt like me.
1: No, it's not. It, there is a. There's a it, it's not. It's not on you in a weird way. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of it won't stick to you.
3: Sure. And also, we get a little bit sort of tunnel. You do get a bit tunnel visioned if you're like you know show running or you're the creator of the show, and you just think everyone has to appreciate that what you're trying to do is just make it as funny as possible. And you realize I mean, all the arguments I've had with you know like James and uh, Blake about nudity that they wouldn't want to do, and and at the time I was just like. Oh, this is really annoying because like, it would be much easier if it was just your penis <laughs> and then we have to get a penis double and it's still going to look like it's your penis at the end of it. Yes. But you don't actually have to do it. You know, There's yeah, like a thing the thing that you don't ever put yourself in a position to think, hey, I don't think actually I would probably stand... I'd film, put my penis on spend film. We
1: had that money on James's fake penis. We could have had like a dinosaur or
3: something. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. The most expensive effect in the film is where we had to sort of drop in yeah. Uh, a shot of a penis double for James Bailey, And he'd... Uh, i tell you why it was annoying for us, because he'd had the script for about eight months and obviously hadn't read it. And then when we were about in rehearsals, he'd get a call from his agent saying, oh, he's not going to do the nudity. So we went, well it's a bit late for that because like, we scheduled it all and they're like, so we had to come up with a solution and that was find someone in Mallorca where we filmed who might do it <laughs> and, and it turned out that one of the extras one of the SA's was a sort of rep from a hotel who was there for the winter and she recommended that her son do it it was the weirdest thing <laughs> and so he, he you, know, you know whose penis is funny yeah <laughs> my son so he came along and he did it but what <laughs> <laughs> so we said to James, "We'll have a double." So what we did was that we had to basically like shoot a plate shot where James is standing there and he's just got his trunks on, and then we shot the exact same shot but with the penis double in there. No, you couldn't the And then we had to sort of you know composite those together. And so I think James thought it would go, "Here's James." Then there's a shot from behind of the drunks and it would be like a close-up and you'd never know it was James. But really, because you can do this digitally, it's just a full-length body shot of James <laughs> with somebody with a much more horrible cock than he <laughs> Sort of superimposed. But nobody knows it's not his. It. So I had, a gr- I had a little sort of vicious kind of delight in that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> My son's got a
3: horrible cocky.
0: <laughs> uh, anyone else got questions? You can hand that mic back. Uh, oh, there's a question here in the in the centre of the uh, circle. Uh, circle. Here we go. That mic's coming across. Very good. Well, good work.
1: Um, is Jay based on an actual person?
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he is. So. Actually, like uh, weirdly, you know, all of them sort of are, and, and some of them are a bit more composite again of people, but that you know, like you know, a few different traits. But yeah, there were some of. Them, it is loosely based on like uh, Richard was saying, you know, kind of everyone's got a friend friend like that. But yeah, what I had a particular friend like that. I guess where it becomes very close to him is that some of the lines, like things like your mum is uh, your mum's so good looking she could be a prostitute. <laughs> they are like they're verbatim things that a friend of mine said. And what tends to happen is I'm always kind of, oh god, my friends are going to have a go at me about this. And then certainly I've got one who's a lot who's, who's very much like Neil. And he, and, and he came up to me after he'd watched it or he, went after, he said I think it's brilliant how you've taken some of the details of you know my life like you're saying like my dad does badminton and that but you've made the character <laughs> really stupid like, and, like yeah. someone like another friend that we had so they did end up sort of convincing themselves that it's not them but yeah. you know deep down unless they watch this
0: and uh, somewhere down the line <laughs> yeah. they're in here no they don't, they
3: don't talk to me anymore so it's okay. fine <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: anyone else uh, is that, yes, there's a gentleman in a, I think it's gentleman in a hat. I, sorry, I can't see properly. Yes. Um, sorry. Why do you always get in shit from the car? When they're
3: problems problem, they always come in. Does that mean you're a soft one? Oh, what me? Uh, what car? car what, I didn't
0: hear the question. When you get, when, when you get the car's problem, you know, like when they grab me and they go of the car, you are always
3: get in the shit from everyone else. Oh,
1: Although, oh, I'm getting the shit. Oh, I see. Um, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, um, <laughs> I think, well, in that scene, I think there's a sort of logic that it's always the person who was kind of least involved to. Like, I had a friend when I was at university, and he said he he always go out with, like, the bigger boys, and they'd, like, do that thing where they'd, like, knock on doors and then run away, and then he'd be left there, <laughs> and then he'd get told off, and... I think it is that thing where, like the, the 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 canny members of the group will will sort of stir it up and then leave, and then the person who was sort of involved but kind of wasn't doing it mostly, but sort of was there, they always get blamed. So, um, yeah, I think it, yeah, that's it's one of those it's one of those kind of laws of the sort of school, I suppose that that is that again that you put alongside you know don't do anything different or don't be different in any way and, uh, and uh, that it's always funny to wind people up when they're already at the point where they're about to explode. I mean in a way that scene is quite representative of quite a lot of those kind of laws that govern the way that kind of
0: like well it's interesting. What I love yeah. about that scene is that you don't dob Jay in, don't go with no, him, which no. is really nice of you, but he doesn't go <laughs> yeah. with me. He's there yeah. going, Ooh, and then oh you pricks, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. it's it's just exactly how life is. It is, and it is it, it,
1: it's like at the point at which somebody said, Right, serious like seriously can you just stop doing that? that's actually the beginning of the process where you start doing it. Like <laughs> That's not the end. So, um, uh, so, yeah, I think there is it's, it's, it's cruel and unfair, and that's, um, that's it. But, but it's a kind of junior version of the cruelty and unfairness that is manifested in yeah. the world.
0: So, yeah. Uh, we've got a question here.
2: Hi. Um, Hello. It's not really a question. It's oh more of um,
0: yeah, yeah. a complimenting...
2: Yeah. Can you hear? Oh, yes. yes, yes, yes. It's more complimenting on a particular episode that I'm a fan of, which is the night out in London when you, oh. you're wearing trainers and oh, you're yeah. trying to go into a club and you've been turned away. It was almost like when I watched that for the first time, I thought that was like a life lesson if you wear trainers. Yeah, it <laughs> and is. You, bad things are going to happen. Uh, yeah,
1: that, I thought well, yeah.
2: it was really funny.
1: Oh, thanks. Well, yeah, being incorrectly dressed for a club. Like when I, In chance of where I'm from, there was... A club that everyone used to go to called Zeus, and like you had to wear like a button-down shirt and like proper trousers. I think what we would have called school trousers um, and school shoes. And like once you're in, you could do whatever the fuck. You could vomit everywhere and just piss everywhere. But as long as you weren't wearing trainers, (laughs) so like because that you know who do you think you are wearing trainers? Do what? Do literally anything you want once you're inside, but don't be wearing trainers. Um, And one of the things the boys at my school used to do was um, if they were wearing trainers, they'd uh, take off, if they were wearing black socks, they take off their black sock and pull it over the trainer <laughs> to create a sort of weird clubby flipper. <laughs> and then they'd be like, sorted. And that worked. <laughs> in you come. So, the rules are, they make no sense. But you're totally right. And in that episode, someone's like, they're new, you know, they're clean, nice, new night trainers. But, um, no... It's, uh, I don't know who's, yeah, who's come up with those, those dress rules, but they're mental.
0: You're right. It's time it was said. It's uh, time to do something about that. <laughs> it's time to do that con, <laughs> Let's We've probably got one now. more question, so I can see how, well, uh, we might do two if we could. So there's a man behind that pillar. I think it's a gentleman. Hello.
3: Hi. I don't know Hi. whether you had anything to do with it, um, so ask more about your perception. Or um, the American in between us. Oh. oh. Oh,
0: yeah, I was going to bring that yeah.
3: up. Oh, yeah, we had a little bit to do with it in the... Uh, uh, they paid us some money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, what, what, what happened with the American Inventures was... As a kind of, oh God, this is boring about Hollywood, but like, what tends to happen is over there, there's a huge pressure for people to sort of rewrite things if they're the showrunner on the show. Like, they might get a thing and then go, oh, we'll rewrite some of these episodes. But, and I found out afterwards that like, they will get paid as the chief... Creative, like, like right. you know, it's all about credit as well. So, I think that sometimes some of those things got tinkered. There's a bit of Americanization that went on, and there were sometimes I think they just got tinkered with for the sake of tinkering with. Yeah. But I, I, it's hard, someone else trying to interpret. like there were some things there that we, you know, they, they did that I just thought were so out of character from the character, you know, and some of the things that, you know, we, we were asked about mainly, you know, kind of just not listened to when we raised anything. And in the end, you just kind of think, well, they've got to get on, they have very good people out there, they know what they Doing. You just got to get, let them get on with it, and that's the system. And they kind of they do ask you things as a courtesy, uh, and you can get very lucky with that, which I think actually Gervais and yeah. Steve Merchant did because they had a brilliant team working on the office and did that. And I, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't think I when I first saw the first few episodes, which were quite faithful to the the British one. I didn't really sort of feel it was, you know, it was a sort of terrible version. But the reaction to it was obviously quite sort of toxic at the time. Did you watch it? Did you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's brilliant! Uh, <laughs> no, and I don't want—I mean, don't want to diss anyone because the guys who were in it and the other—you know—everyone yeah. worked really hard on it, and it was good. But I think it was just some like that can happen. I think it's very yeah, difficult the, translation. it
1: was good. I, I just think that it is quite a British show. Really, I think celebrating losers doesn't really work in America I, it, it's just not something they do even the average people are very good looking apart from
3: in uh, presidential race yeah, uh, yeah, hey? a bit of politics it the 11 oh, o'clock show this sort of Congress. stuff was, yeah.
0: did they was show you yeah. are in between us in America at yeah they
3: did but they, oh, this is very uh, more this is a better story. It went on BBC America at the time, so the slot for E4 was about twenty-four minutes long. Their slot was twenty-one minutes long. So there's two things they did to the show. One, they had to bleep out the swear words, but because it was so, sort of, you know, because it was so English. They didn't really know what the value of the swear words were. So there's cl- like they'll beep out piss and shit, but there's like clunge all over the place, wanker, they had no idea. They're like, that's all going out Tita. The other thing they did that was sort of spectacular on it was, like, because to make it shorter, they didn't talk to us about it. They just thought, well, the easiest thing to do is... Every, like every scene in a comedy, usually in a good comedy, favourites, they normally end on a joke. Yeah. So there's normally a bit of business. You might have to do a little bit of you know, storytelling. and there's a joke. But you try and go out on a laugh, at least, or an interesting moment. So that's the easiest thing to cut down. So they cut off the end of every scene, the joke... <laughs> So it would just so they took all the jokes out and they bleeped half the swear words <laughs> and they literally like even at the end they take off the end of the scene just to make it fit time. Yeah. So it's a very interesting watch if you're watching it. It's a real
0: masterpiece thing. Yeah, yeah, it's
3: <laughs> quite bleak. It's it was, yeah, it's
0: a bit more like you know who directed the favourite. It was a bit more like watching that. This you
3: know. <laughs> is a strange way to do
0: it. Let's have. I think there's one more question over here. Someone, who was that? Does someone have a hand up over here? If not, we can just. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Can we get a mic here and this will be the last question you missed out sorry hello Hello. Um,
1: so I heard that there was a sort of like a new in between us in that it was going to be not the same characters but like a, some more characters within that universe within that school is that a thing that's happening still and if it is what is your
3: involvement going to be in that this, it's not happening and I've never heard of it <laughs>
0: I think I'm t- writing it. I'm doing it. I'm
3: just, I'm just hoping they wouldn't
0: notice and you've fucking blown it. <laughs> <laughs> just going to call it the... I, it might, might between be doing
3: them. it. Yeah, he yeah, might
0: yeah. yeah, I didn't see no broken
1: foot. He th- hasn't broken He just can't he hold a, a crutch. Crutches. Crutches.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could be anything. It could be. Yeah. Uh, I think we probably wouldn't. I mean, you know, we're quite... We're quite protective of it now because well we always were you know we always you know I think you have to be and I don't I, I feel it can't I don't know, it can't go any better.
0: Would you do a cartoon of the Us yeah. of, the, of them as babies? Yes, yeah. I would
3: <laughs> immediately. I'd do that and uh, and then yeah I'd voice probably four of the characters by <laughs> okay. <like> Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> that's a, that's a good it. idea yeah we can do that
0: well it's it'd been a fantastic show I'm, I'm glad that uh, it's gone so well and uh, that you've got to 10 years mm-hmm. since you started it I mean you know that would just be the world ending though
3: wouldn't it if it hadn't happened No, <laughs> uh, <so, laughs> yes. so, 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 as we uh, discovered he had no safety net that's what uh,
0: <laughs> I know thank god I could be almost anywhere
3: Why yeah now? exactly
0: I'm I'm the... just, it's just good for you and you've got a lovely fiance yeah when you're, when you're getting married
1: Well, we're sort of planning it at the moment, so I'm not quite sure yet. But yeah, we've got a few little ideas. I was being like your dad,
3: come on, when's the wedding? We've
1: got got a few
3: thoughts. uh, I must say, it's... I mean, I, genuinely, I always kind of don't think anyone's going to turn up for this. So it's really brilliant and lovely to see that people still come out to, you know, hear us talking, to watch the film, and you know, ask questions. It's just a treat, and it's Good. very nice to be asked to do this. And well, it doesn't been, happen very often. It's
0: been a delight. Thank we you. are screening the. It's the first film after this. Is that correct? Is it film number? Do what you want. I don't, know, I don't know which one is. There's going to be some in between, There's not I mean, they're all the, it is the, first film, all the same. The really good. Uh, <laughs> Just some blokes getting yeah, their Bus bunders or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, please give it up for Dave Beasley and Joe Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much.
2: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.